You know the famous story that uh, George Burns did to Jack Benny? It had to do with Jeanette McDonald, did it not, Freddie? Well, I they don't know it. It's a wonderful story, and it shows you how you can psych somebody out. Apparently, uh, Jeanette McDonald and her husband threw lovely parties, but inevitably, before the evening was over, somebody would ask Jeanette McDonald to sing, which she would. if they didn't... And if they didn't... Uh, she had somebody hired who would. Well, you know, because she wanted to sing. <laughs> so George used to say to Jack Benny, three days before the party, he'd say, Jack... When Jeanette McDonald gets up to sing at the party, don't laugh. It would be very embarrassing. <laughs> He'd call him the next day. Jack, you know, somebody's going to ask Jeanette to sing. It would be very, I would be very embarrassed if you laughed. Wow, she... <laughs> sure enough, so they're at the party and somebody says, Jeanette, would you sing a song? And Jack goes right out. It was all over. He was... Physically unable not to explode with laughter. I know that's true, as it sounds like George for one he was, thing. Yeah, he was and, and Jack also was, you could get him quicker than anybody who ever lived. Was a great patsy for George. Oh, he was the, one of the only great comedians who really enjoyed other comedians. Right, he did. On June 6, 1954, Jack Benny closed his broadcast for the end of the season. Jack was going to headline in Dallas. The show featured a semi-rare appearance from Mary Livingston. Although radio audiences were rapidly waning, and Benny was a TV star as well, he kept his radio program going. Earlier we mentioned that out-of-home listening was adding an additional 40% to primetime radio audiences. That means Benny's 8.2 1954 rating was actually closer to 11.5. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. This is Don Wilson, friends. There in words and music is the story of Lucky's better taste. It's toasted. A Lucky tastes better simply because it's the cigarette of fine tobacco, and it's toasted to taste better. It's toasted. The famous Lucky Strike process brings Lucky's fine tobacco to its peak of flavor, tones up this light, mild, good-tasting tobacco, to make it taste even better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. That's the Lucky Strike story, pure and simple. Remember that, friends, the next time you buy cigarettes and make it a carton of better-tasting Lucky Strike. Let's go out to Jack's home in Beverly Hills. Have you got everything packed, Rochester? I think so, Mr. Benning. Plenty of shirts, socks, and underwear? Uh-huh. And you know, it gets kind of hot in Texas this time of year, so I hope you pack my white formal dinner jacket. Oh, you can't take that white jacket. It's got blood on it. Blood? Yeah, it hasn't been cleaned since you played at the opening of that meat market. <laughs> That's right. I did play my violin there. But wait a minute. I wasn't anywhere near the meat counter. I couldn't have gotten blood on it. Boss, that's yours. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, smart Alec Butcher. Thinks he's a critic. <laughs> what does he know about the violin anyway? I played very well. <laughs> what are you laughing at? That was the first time I ever saw pig's feet walk out by themselves. Oh, stop being so smart and finish my packing. Yes, sir. By the way, Rochester, there's the door. I'll get it. It'll be nice appearing in theaters again, playing to all those smiling pork chops. I mean, faces. <laughs> Got to stop working those meat markets. Coming, coming. 
hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Mary. Come on in. Okay. I'll leave the door open. Everybody will be dropping in to say goodbye. Say, Jack, the reason I came over a little early is that I wanted to ask you to do me a favor. Certainly. What is it? Well, you know, Dallas has one of the finest department stores in the country, Neiman Marcus. Uh-huh. And I'd like you to go over there for me. I'll be glad to. What do you want me to buy for you? Nothing. Just see if they have an opening in the stocking department. <laughs> Wait a minute, you mean you can't get your old summer job back at the May Company? Yes, Jack, but I thought if I worked down in Dallas, I might meet one of those oil millionaires and marry him. Now, wait a minute, Mary. If you'd become some guy's wife just because he has money, why don't you marry me? Jack, I don't want to just look at it. I want to spend it. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Well, I hope the Texas climate agrees with you. Say, Jack, who's going to Texas with you? Oh, I got a great show, Mary. There's the Will Maston Trio starring Sammy Davis Jr. and Giselle McKenzie, one of the stars of the hit parade. A lot of other great acts. And after Dallas, I go to Portland, Vancouver, and Seattle. I'll be gone six weeks altogether. Gee, that's a long time. Yeah. While you're gone, will it be all right if I come over and use your swimming pool? Certainly, anytime you want. Not only that, but Rochester will be here in case you want anything to eat or drink. Good, and I'll be able to charge it now that I belong to the diner's club. <laughs> Mary, why don't you once let me make a generous gesture hey, without... Hey, home? Yeah, in here, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. Come here, Mary. I got a big kiss for you. Well, goodbye, Mary. Have a pleasant trip. Dennis! What's wrong with you? I'm the one who's taking the trip. I'm the one you should be saying goodbye to. Okay, but we'll just shake hands. <laughs> well, of course we'll just shake hands. Whatever gave you the idea that I'd kiss you. I thought you might try to make Mary jealous. <laughs> no, Dennis, you're the only kid I know whose parents run away from home. <laughs> Dennis, don't annoy him today. He's all excited about his trip to Texas. You know, Mary, Mr. Benny isn't the only one who's going to do personal appearances this summer. Uh, what do you mean? Well, on June 8th, I'm opening at the Sahara Hotel in Las Vegas. I didn't know that, Dennis. Did you make a good deal? I'll say. They're paying me more money than you ever made. <laughs> Look, kid, everybody knows that Las Vegas pays entertainers a lots of money. I've had offers to go there, too. And I dare say, for more money than you'll be getting... Oh, yeah? Yeah Mary, tell him that last offer I got from the Flamingo Hotel Fifty cents a bundle, rough dry <laughs> Rough dry, rough dry Mary, that wasn't a bit funny I thought it had an element of humor <laughs> Oh, you did, eh? Well, Dennis, do me a favor And sing my song Yes That has an element Never of... mind, just sing the song I remember one script where I went over to Jack Benny's house and I sang the song, which I usually had to do every week, sing the song I was going to sing on the following Sunday's program. And I went over there and I sang the song, and after I had sung it, Jack says, Dennis, that'll be fine. And I said, well, thank you, Mr. Benny, and i got to go now. And he showed me to the door, 
And as I was about to leave, I turned and I said, Goodbye, Mr. Benny, and have a nice trip. I left, of course. He went upstairs, and he was halfway through packing before he realized he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, these are the silly type of things. There was another one I remember where in the body of the show, I had done something very frightening to Jack because he had another singer on the program, and I was very jealous, and I was mad. So what I was doing, I was hiding in the bushes in his home at Beverly Hills, and I was throwing rocks with notes attached through the window. And he would read them, you know, and it'd say, you are next, and this type of thing. You think you can get away with it, but you can't. And all of this, well, sure enough, I was caught by the police in Beverly Hills. At the end of the show, in the tag, he calls everybody out, and he called me out for a bow, and he said to me, Dennis, what you did to me in the show tonight, frightening me the way you did, gave me an eerie feeling. And when I heard that, I said, what did you say, Mr. Benny? He says, what you did to me gave me an eerie feeling. And I said, gee, Mr. Benny, that's where I was born. He said, oh, Erie, Pennsylvania? I said, no, feeling West Virginia. <laughs> now, that's a lousy joke, but I could get away with it. That's not really a bad character joke. character that I play. It's not that bad a joke, actually. Yeah. An Irishman will steal your heart away. The German man is steady. Ach, the German man is smart. For he'll come around and around again to bring the Fraulein's heart. But you can lose him easily and make him hide his face. When he comes around to see you, tell him, This is not the blade! <laughs> an Irishman, an Irishman will steal your heart away. He'll be telling you and beguile you with his hullabaloo belay. When that rogue turns on the brogue, your heart will go astray. Oh, an Irishman, an Irishman will steal your heart. Oh. Dennis, Dennis, I don't know, you drive me nuts when you speak, but when you sing, you not only have a nice voice, but you do such clever things with lyrics. You're just wasting your time with those compliments. We're still just going to shake hands. <laughs> Dennis, leave me alone, will you? I've got a pack. Okay, I'm going in the other room and listen to the radio. Good, good. Oh, Mr. Benny. Yes, Rochester. I've got everything packed, but I can't find your briefcase with all your papers and notes for your personal appearance. Well, didn't I bring it home after my last broadcast? Oh, for heaven's sake, now I remember. I left it at CBS. I better call and make sure they send it to me. CBS, the star's address. What? Well, I'll see if I can get it. Hold on, please. Who was that, Gertrude? Mr. Benny. Hey, he forgot his briefcase here, and he wants I should call the lost and found department and see if it's there. Hmm. Well, it's lucky he didn't ask me. I'm never going to do anything for him again. 
Gee, Mabel, I didn't know you were mad at Mr. Benny. Yeah, I had a birthday last week, and you should see the lousy present he gave me. I thought it was a nice present, a genuine alligator leather handbag. It was imitation. You, he can fool with that genuine stuff. Me, he can't. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting you used to wrestle alligators for a living. <laughs> Remember how I drove the panel nuts on What's My Line? <laughs> uh -huh. I got no grudge against Jackie. He's been very nice to me. In fact, last Friday, he called me and invited me to a masquerade party on Saturday. Did you go with him? Yeah, I went as Charlie Chaplin. I put on baggy pants and a derby and painted a mustache on me. You painted a mustache? Yeah. It's a shame he didn't let you know a little sooner. You could have grown one. <laughs> Look who's talking. Crazy Legs Mabel. <laughs> understand you. Why should you waste your time on a man like Jack Benny? Because he can do me good. He has a lot of influence in Hollywood. After all, it was him who got me the part in that movie. Some part. An octopus in the sea around us. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous because he happens... Hello? Gertrude, what's taking so long? I'm sorry, Mr. Benny, but I keep getting a busy signal at the Lewis and Found Department. Uh, well, Gertrude, keep trying. When you get them, please ring me back. Yes, sir. Did you get it, Jack? No, the Lost and Found Department line was busy. Well, why don't you stay on the line with Gertrude till you got the number? Look, Mary, I don't want to bother her needlessly. She's got enough work. You know, she's only got two arms, you know. That's funny. I saw her in a picture and she had eight. <laughs> Just makeup. She used the same makeup man, you know, that Lon Chaney had. Hello, is anybody home? Why, Mr. Kitsop! <laughs> Mr. Kitzel, I wasn't expecting you. The door was open, so I took the liberty. Oh, I, I'm glad you found time to come over and say goodbye to me. Oh, I even brought you a little farewell present. A cake my wife baked. Yeah. Oh, isn't that cute, a cake? On the top it says, Bon Voyage. Uh-huh, this I wrote myself. If you look at the O's in Bon Voyage, you'll see that they are bagels. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Thank you very much, Mr. Kitzel. You know, Mr. Kitzel, I haven't seen you for such a long time, and you look just wonderful. So healthy and tanned? Yeah, this is because of my new job. This summer, I'm a lifeguard by the beach. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's surprising. I thought you knew I was a lifeguard. Didn't Dennis Day told you? No. How would Dennis Day told me? I mean, how, how would, 
How would Dennis Day know that you're a lifeguard? Well, last Saturday, he came down with his mother, and they went in the water, and he started to drown. And I rescued him just when he was going down for the 16th time. Dennis went down 16 times? Yeah. I thought a drowning person only went down three times. Not when somebody is pushing you. You mean his mother? Uh-huh, with the help of two total strangers. Well, that figures. Hmm? Well, I got to be running along. I got to see my cousin who just arrived in town from the east. Your cousin? Yeah, haven't you heard? Fine gold is here. <laughs> Instead of a big, ugly glass picture tube, you saw the performers in your own mind. You painted your own big-as-life version of each moment with that loving, creative brush we call imagination. Gosh, Mary, I wish they'd call me back about that briefcase. I'm really worried about it. Was there any money in it? No, I didn't have any. Say, that reminds me. I better get some money for my trip. Excuse me, Mary, I've got to go down to my vault. Uh, uh, say, Jack... Jack, uh, can't I go with you uh, just this once? No, I'm sorry, Mary. Not that I mind, but you might startle my guard, Ed.